Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smartest Stronger Lena podcast. Adventures of one obsessed nutrition coach on a mission to create a world where food makes us better. Today, guys, I want to start with another story. This morning, while doing my regular early grocery shopping, I was listening to a podcast with Jordan Belfort, or as a lot of you might know him, um, as <clears throat> Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he's the one um, whose life was uh, pictured in the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. And, um, of course, not everything that is there is true, but and he um, has changed a lot since then, and he now has a company that uh, created one of the best sales training systems I'm, I'm aware of. Anyhow, so he was doing this uh, podcast with another great entrepreneur who's like VIP Forbes and I don't know, some big person apparently. And they were talking about, um, surprise, surprise, coronavirus. They were talking about uh, why different measures are taken and why um, in a lot of cases, um, a lot of governments do stupid things. Um, like, you know, <clears throat> until recently, I was actually under the impression that we were seriously looking for some cure for, uh, I don't know, some vaccines, some tablets, uh, um, something to help us um, uh, to fight uh, coronavirus more effectively, right? But... Um, yesterday, after reading certain papers, uh, certain interviews and data and uh, um, different magazines and listening to a lot of people, I finally realized where I was wrong. I was wrong with the assumption that anybody was looking seriously for a cure or expecting it anytime soon. If you guys... Um, as someone who is in the same camp and you think that there is a cure coming up soon, well, think about this. We have flu, we've been having flu for decades, I don't know, maybe hundreds of years. We don't have a clue how to treat it. And thousands of people still die every year from flu. We don't have a cure for pneumonia. We don't have a cure for heart disease, for uh, diabetes, for anything really. So why, like, why on earth, uh, some of us at least were, why are we expecting some cure? Probably there is not going to be one for years if some miracle doesn't happen. Um, that with all the data that we have, it's probably not going to happen um, real soon. But anyhow, all the measures that they're taking, telling us to stay at home, uh, actually are directed to uh, not... They are created not to overwhelm our medical system. So all the people who are susceptible to serious uh, consequences of getting coronavirus, uh, they don't get sick altogether and don't overwhelm healthcare system altogether. But uh, a question of whether a lot of people are going to get sick or not, it's not actually a question uh, in, in people's minds, people who understand the whole problem. Uh, most of the people will get sick, uh, but most of the people will not have any serious consequences, just like the flu. Most people get it quite a few times in their life and they never die of it. And some people 
get it once uh, or twice and then they die and that that what was happening always and what is happening now and another funny thing they were talking about is um everything like everybody dies of something all the time like everyday people are dying and dying and they've been dying for for all this but now these days it's like no matter what you die of you die of coronavirus because <laughs> that's the thing right now and so a lot of death rates you see they're not actually because of coronavirus that person would die anyway it just coronavirus might have speed up things a little bit or uh, that person might not have even been tested because testing capacities are um, quite limited at the moment so a lot of data is screwed and again it's not a question of whether somebody gets it or not it's a question of not overwhelming our healthcare system uh, and so guys if you are listening to this podcast you might very well there is a very big chance unless something happens to the virus itself it mutates or something there is a very good chance that um, a lot of proportion of us listening to this podcast or you know me or people around me we can get that virus and so our best defense is our own good health our own immune system and immune system works well usually in people who are generally healthy who don't have diabetes who don't have um, problems with their heart with their cardiovascular system people who don't have um, a lot of inflammation going on in their body people who are generally healthy and the sad thing is most people are not healthy uh, if you've been eating a crappy diet or someone you know have been eating a crappy diet and their blood sugar is pre-diabetic or somewhere in that range that is almost there or they have problems with heart disease or they have some other chronic problem so you or those people they need to change and they need to change funds because yeah coronavirus might disappear but who knows what else can appear right and our best defense even now with all this technology we have nothing better than our own body than our own immune system and we need to make it as functional as possible and that's why uh, it is especially important to focus on lifestyle habits and nutrition that support a healthy immune system and we have pretty good data what supports and what doesn't support that immune system like having a crappy diet eating a lot of pasta processed carbs and sugar making yourself pre-diabetic that is not a good strategy to resist any virus or um, help your immune system this is like the worst strategy ever so next time you eat some uh, cake or cookie remember about that that you are compromising your immune system immune system the only thing that has a chance to defend you from whatever is happening Um, so healthy lifestyle guys let's talk about the foundation of a healthy lifestyle it is sleep so sleep that's where our immune system creates the killer cells all the antibodies when it recovers where our whole body and our brain recover sleep it is proven that when we even have one night of bad sleep the efficiency of our immune system may be reduced up to 70 80 percent uh, depending on how much sleep and what quality you actually got if you didn't get any sleep then your immune system is basically um, on its off day Uh, And that's not the situation you want to be in when there is a lot of virus going around. Um, So sleep. How how can you make sure that you get good quality of sleep consistently doing that one thing that is a real 
supporter of your immune system. Quality of your sleep will define the quality uh, of the work your immune system does. So you can't skip on sleep. And most people um, either are not getting enough sleep or not getting good enough sleep, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, uh, waking up feeling not refreshed at all, feeling low on energy, feeling like barely making it out of bed. That means that you didn't really recover. That means that you didn't really have good night's sleep if you wake up and you are already tired. When you wake up, it should be some, somewhat like what happens to me. You open your eyes and you realize you are up and you have no desire to stay in bed, like you are up and ready to go. That's how you should wake up. That means that your body recovered and you're ready to go. Your brain, your body, everything. And you have no, no, uh, uh, no business doing, no business staying in bed. So how do we make sure that we do get good sleep? Uh, number one, guys, schedule. You need to go to bed. We all need to go to bed on the same schedule. Uh, a lot of people make fun of me until they see um, how I thrive, how much energy I have, how, how enthusiastic I am, optimistic, and how things just work out for me, no matter what. Um, so people love me that I go to bed um, 9 p.m. Like, unless something happens, unless I'm traveling, uh, I am in bed by 9 p.m. Uh, sometimes even earlier, if I feel like the day was especially hard and I had a lot of workouts, work and clients and a lot of things, then I go to bed even earlier. And my body always responds really positively to that. Next day, I'm refreshed and ready to go again. So I go to bed by 9 p.m., and usually I wake up between four or five. Uh, by five, I'm for sure um, out of bed. And then my day starts. And whenever my sleep time was fluctuating a lot, my sleep quality would suffer. Because guys, for you to be in, to be sleeping, our body needs to um, create quite a complicated hormonal cocktail that is um, that is orchestrated by daylight, that is orchestrated by um, with and balanced with our digestive organs. Like all of the systems need to be balanced and also again, daylight affects our sleep cycle and release of certain hormones. So all of that need to be balanced in order for us to get proper quality of sleep, deep enough, but then also REM, rapid eye movement sleep, and all these stages of sleep to go through them several, several times to recover properly. Um, a lot of things need to be balanced. And in order for them to be balanced, you need your body a chance to, you need your body the schedule, like when to do all those things. Our body's flexible, but not that flexible. If you constantly change your sleeping time, you're never going to get uh, a night of great night sleep. Uh, it takes a few days to you for your uh, body to actually adjust to new sleeping schedule. And if you're constantly changing it, like there is no chance your body can adjust to it. So um, schedule. And the time between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. especially important for sleep, for your body and your brain to recover properly, for all the systems, immune system including, to recover properly. So sleeping on the same schedule and being in bed earlier, that matters a lot. Um, let's uh, then walk through my sleep hygiene through the day and 
um, that will also give you an idea how you can improve your sleep quality by changing your habits. So first thing in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, I try to go out and be outside moving for at least 10 minutes. Like That doesn't mean you have to run or anything. Just go for a walk. Because when you get up and you get outside and you get full spectrum daylight, when the sun is out, it tells your brain, okay, this is the beginning of daylight. And so in so many hours, there's probably going to be night time and um, your body needs to be releasing melatonin and other hormones to make you fall asleep and stay asleep properly. So that that doesn't happen if you stay inside and you never expose yourself, your whole self, uh, full spectrum sunlight. Now, you can be on your porch if you can't get outside right now. You can be on your balcony. You can be, uh, you know, on on your backyard, whatever, but get outside at least for 10 minutes as soon as you're up, as soon as the sun is up. So that's what I do every single morning. Uh, And a little bonus, uh, I like to do a little workout in the morning. First thing in the morning, I don't feel like doing really hardcore workout, but exercise seems to also help with cortisol. That's another hormone that um, plays a huge role in wake cycle and also uh, with your blood sugar regulation, your stress regulation, stress levels regulation. So if you do a little exercise, believe me guys, your blood sugar in the morning will stabilize much better. You're going to feel less hungry. You're going to burn more of your own fat for energy. Um, um, What else? Uh, And you're going to sleep better at the end of the night. So a little exercise is a bonus, but light full spectrum light outside for at least 10 minutes as soon as you wake up. Uh, That's the best thing. Maybe walk your dog, maybe walk your kids, maybe walk yourself, but do that 10 minutes every morning. And that's what I do. Also, based on all the research studies, I like, I wouldn't do it if it was just purpose, purposeless thing. Plus, it's quite enjoyable, especially if you have a park or some sort of nature close to you. Uh, I also love doing my morning shopping at like 7, 6 a.m. at the stores that are open 24 hours. The next thing, caffeine. You know, caffeine affects your sleep quality a lot. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't be able to fall asleep. What it means is your sleep is not going to be as deep and as of good quality and you're not going to recover well enough if you drink a lot of caffeine throughout the the day and especially before bed. Caffeine has a half-life for of about six hours. It means that The caffeine that you consume, half of it is going to be in your system still after six hours. So for most people, I recommend to start their caffeine. Uh, For most people, meaning 99.9% of the people, um, stop caffeine by by noon. maximum maybe 2, 1, 2 p.m. if you go to bed late. I don't recommend to go to bed late. That's why I'm saying, you know... Cut your caffeine by 12 p.m., so caffeine by noon. If you want some drinks, some coffee, some teas, drink it decaf. Drink decaf coffee after 12 p.m. Again, it takes time for your body to clear out the caffeine, and you might fall asleep even with caffeine in your system. There's a lot of it in your system, but it doesn't mean that the quality of your sleep is going to be good. So caffeine by noon. And caffeine, you know, it's it's not just coffee. It's also... Um, strongly brewed tea, black tea, green tea, only herbal tea don't have caffeine. Also, a lot of chocolate might have, you know, or 
hot cocoa before bed might also have some effect because it also has caffeine even though it's a different kind so caffeine before noon um the next one two three hours before bed what you want to do what you want to start doing guys first of all three hours before bed is ideal actually you want to stop eating because your digestive organs your digestive system uh they are they're supposed to be resting while you sleep and um that's why when if you eat right before going to bed but your digestive system keeps working your quality of sleep also gonna suffer and just try me one day guys uh stop eating by 4 or 5 p.m. and see how better your sleep gonna be. Um, believe me, it's gonna make a huge difference when your digestive system doesn't work. Your digestive system is supposed to be resting while you sleep. Your body's supposed to be recovering, detoxing while you sleep, and digestion doesn't help with that. So two, three hours before bed, for sure you need to stop eating. One hour before bed, uh, one hour before bed, guys, start Dimming lights, me personally, I start dimming lights two, three hours before bed also. Two, three hours before bed, I forgot to mention. Put your screens, put your phone into blue light blocking mode. So most phones have it already. If your laptop doesn't have it uh, or your tablet doesn't have it, then uh, get some app like F that lugs it's completely free and it allows you to synchronize the light the light color spectrum of your screens according to sunset in the area where you are right now so two three hours before bed start dimming lights also and use blue light blocking software on all of your screens one hour before bed Myself including, to everyone, I recommend taking 200 to 400 milligrams of magnesium in any form that is available to you. Um, I also take it with vitamin B6. It's actually one capsule that I'm taking. Um, it's 400 milligrams of magnesium plus B6 that is that helps proven to help with energy production. And our body actually needs quite a lot of energy to do all the work while we sleep. Anyhow, 200-400 milligrams of magnesium one hour before bed. Also, I highly recommend drinking some warm herbal tea like lavender, like chamomile, like peppermint. Those three are my favorite and they're proven, uh, proven with my clients to help to prepare you for sleep and calm you down because a lot of you might not be falling asleep early because you're just too wind up. And what you need to do is one hour before bed, get off all the screens, meaning all of the social media, all the emails, stop doing work. Uh, that is very important. Uh, I usually recommend to go into flight mode. So you turn off all the internet on all of your devices. And even if you look at the screen of your phone in blue light blocking mode, you do something like reading a book or reading your favorite magazine, or maybe listening to some music. So that's what you do. Go into flight mode one hour before bed and do something relaxing. Again, magnesium, 200, 400 milligrams. Drink some herbal tea, read a book, talk to your loved ones, to your friends, maybe call your parents or call your friends or call your loved ones. 
uh, spend time with your kids, playing some board games. Don't forget, of course, that it's all going to be happening in dimmed lights, no bright lights before bed, especially one hour before bed. That's important, guys. No bright lights. So read a book, play music. Uh, I don't recommend watching TV because it usually keeps your brain engaged and you can't fall asleep. So what I recommend, again, reading a book, playing or listening to music, doing some stretches, maybe foam rolling, talking to your loved ones, to your family, to your friends, calling a friend. Um, that's pre-bed routine, one hour before bed. And then when you sleep, when you actually sleep, what you got to take care of is the environment around you, because that also matters for the quality and depth of your sleep. So the room where you sleep, it should be dark. Ideally, it should be that dark that when you look at your hand in your room, when you sleep, you should be able to see it. That's how dark it should be. And there, for sure, there shouldn't be any bright lights uh, shining into your window. So you got to have good curtains. At the very least, you got to have mask that blocks all the lights, everything. That when you put that mask on, sleeping mask, and you open your eyes in it, first of all, it's also got to be comfortable. So when you open your eyes, you don't see anything. You don't see shit. Like, that's how dark it's supposed to be if you don't have blackout curtains. And then also noise, guys. If you decide to sleep with an open window and there is some potential noise happening, um, you might be waking up in the middle of the night hearing some noise and not be aware of that because you would fall asleep after that immediately. So me personally, I always recommend to use some earplugs to prevent that from happening. It's got to be dark, it got to be quiet. That will ensure a good quality of your sleep, of your deep sleep especially. That's got to be dark, that's got to be quiet and cool. The temperature plays a huge role um, when it comes to your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. So you shouldn't be hot. The ideal temperature is proven to be somewhere around 68 degrees Fahrenheit or 20 degrees Celsius. So 60 is Fahrenheit, 20 degrees Celsius. That is the ideal temperature. You shouldn't be hot. That is for sure, guys. And that's about it. Uh, that's what I do. You know, first thing in the morning, I go outside for a walk. Usually it's 30, 40 minutes. Um, I stop drinking any caffeine before noon. Two, three hours before bed, um, usually three hours, I start dimming all the night, all the lights, so it resembles that sunset light uh, in my apartment. Um, I also put in blue light blocking mode all of my devices. One hour before bed, I'm in airplane mode. I'm not on social media, not online, not doing any work. I usually do some stretches. I usually uh, drink my tea, take my magnesium, read a book. Um, if I read it on the screen, there is no internet again and it's uh, blue light is blocked. Um, sometimes I listen to music, sometimes I talk to my parents, sometimes I talk to my friends, uh, so uh, it depends every single time. But those are the kind of activities activities they, that wind you down that you want to be doing one hour before bed. And then your room should be dark, 
cool and quiet. And yeah, don't forget about food. So two, three hours before bed, all the food should be done. A lot of people are asking me about alcohol. Is it okay to drink alcohol with your dinner? Is it okay? Uh, that depends, you know, on you. You decide what you do, right? But my professional opinion uh, that is proven by studies, it, it is based on studies. So alcohol doesn't help you to sleep well. It helps you to knock you out and you'll be able to be unconscious faster, but being unconscious and sleeping are two different states. Uh, the example that Matt Walker, uh, one of the leading researchers on sleep, uh, likes to give uh, comparing sleep to um, the state that you are in, unconscious state, when you have alcohol in your system. It's like comparing sleep to when somebody hit you on the head with a baseball bat and you get unconscious. And comparing that to sleep is the same as comparing being unconscious with alcohol in your blood to being asleep. The one is physical, the other is chemical. That's the only difference. Uh, so alcohol. If you decide to drink a glass of wine, it's best with your lunch, not with your dinner, because then your body has more time to clear alcohol out of your system and have a natural sleep cycle, not affected by alcohol. Because alcohol, again, can help you to get unconscious faster, but the quality of your sleep will suffer. That is proven by studies. And what is okay and not okay to do, guys, up to you. But if you're someone who's interested in supporting your immune system by getting the best quality of sleep you can possibly get. That's what you gotta do, what we talked about today. Because again, in these circumstances, nobody's gonna find the cure 99.9% .9 in the near future, just like we don't have any fucking clue or cure for the flu, and we never had it. We never cured any of the other diseases, or swine flu, or Ebola, or anything. We never had any cure for any of that. Like, we are kind of dumb. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to those matters. So our best defense is our immune system. And sleep is number one priority sleep habits when it comes to supporting our immune system. And that's why if you are interested in supporting your immune system to get through any virus in the best possible position, then you want to be sleeping well and following these rules that are proven by studies to ensure the best quality of sleep you can possibly get. So that's it for today, guys. Sharing some sleep advice to support your and my and everybody's immune system to give us the best chances to um, get through this coronavirus thing and whatever can come will come probably um, after that. So thank you for listening, guys. Share this episode with somebody who you know compromises their sleep. Share this episode for sure. Start sleeping better yourself because you are the best example to the people around you. And as usual, guys, besides sleeping better tonight, eat better daily. <laughs>